Greetings and salutations, sports fans nationwide. You have entered the Sports Opinion Log here in Lex Anderson World, and we're going to close the book, Chapter 14, NFL Week 14. However, this podcast episode is dedicated in loving memory to Demarius Thomas, who passed away December 9th, 2021, at 33 years old, first round pick. Five-time Pro Bowl selection, Super Bowl champion for the Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos, excuse me. So we're going to take a 10-second moment of silence in his memory. And of course, the 10 seconds uh, in honor of... Him and his team, the Denver Broncos, who had 10 players on the field to start the game against the Detroit Lions. The Lions did decline the penalty and the Denver Broncos did stomp him out. But we will be getting to that shortly. Uh, the first thing I would like to make mention, though, uh, as of this week 14, that there were a lot of teams who had been eliminated from playoff contention, the Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, Houston Texans, and the New York Jets. And the New York Jets, it is their 11th straight season of not making the playoffs. The Jets are the worst team in the NFL. They talk a lot of braggadocio, I believe, where they, they brag a lot. You know, the Jets had promised when Tom Terrific, Tom Brady had left, right? Tom Brady left the AFC. He left the New England Patriots. Jets management and their bullshit players swore up and down that they would control the AFC. That has not been the case. If it wasn't for the fact that the Jets have to help the Giants pay the rent, on the $1.6-plus-billion-dollar MetLife Stadium, I would like the New York Jets to leave New York. I would like the Jets to relocate. Get out of the city. Get out. Surely there must be another state or city that needs a team. Because the Jets, the Jets just don't work. They don't work on any level, and it's sickening. They're in aptitude, and you're probably wondering, why do you care? Top one percenter, people, sportscaster, Lex Anderson, representing the Steel City from New York City. I am a Steelers fan. However, I reside in New York, and the Jets are in embarrassment on all levels. Maybe Maine, maybe Montana, put them somewhere out in rural Midwest. Maybe Sacramento. Does Sacramento want a football team? Get the Jets the F out of here. <laughs> Sad but true. I'm not speaking for you to agree with me, but if you're listening, I thank you for being a part of the show. So first things first, I got to talk about what happened Thursday real quick. I've been saying before, the Steelers, since week three, 
Week four, they played the Seahawks, who had no Russell Wilson. They only had Geno Smith, and the Steelers' run defense was exposed. And guess what? On Thursday night football, they got exposed again. Losing to the Vikings, 36-28 final score. Dalvin Cook in the first half, 153 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Mind you, 11 days ago, he suffered a shoulder injury. I believe they said it was a torn labrum. Unbelievable. For the game, Dalvin Cook rushed for 205 yards. NFL players, you got to give them props. They are the toughest players alive. And you know who's not tough? Chase Claypool, who wants to celebrate a first down with the Steelers having no timeouts left, trying to get a play going, and he wants to strike a pose like Madonna. <laughs> but you know what? Oh, excuse me. They're saying that Cook dislocated his shoulder. Okay. The point is, the 153 yards in the first half, he only did that on 14 carries. That is horrible. And yes, everybody could blame Chase Claypool for celebrating, but let's blame the Steelers. You can't go scoreless in the first half. They were down, what, 23-0 right at halftime? How is that going to work? It's not. No, it's just... And, you know, didn't Mike Tomlin promise there would be changes how? The run defense is horrible. Yeah, excuse me. They were down 23, 29 points. Okay. Moving on. Let's go to the meat of the conversation, which occurred on Sunday. We're going to start with the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Washington football team. They got the victory. Final score, 27 to 20. The Cowboys had a big lead. The defense was eating Taylor Heineke alive. I watched my games on NFL Red Zone. After a while, these teams with big leads, it seems like it's going to be a blowout. But they turn out to be close games. All the games that there were a lot of games that you thought the, t the opposition was going to be wiped out. But it winds up being a nail biter. This was one of those games. Makai, Makai Parsons, sacked Taylor Heineke twice and forced a fumble that got taken back to the house. Dallas had led 24-0. So the final score of 27-20 makes no sense whatsoever. But of course, Cole Holcomb had a pick six. You got to play to dominate. You just can't put up all these points and then stop playing. In my opinion, it feels like these NFL teams only get started when there's like two minutes left in the game and they do this crazy hurry-up two-minute offense. Kind of like the way the Seahawks have been living off the season, which is over, of course. Everybody wants to hurry up and run two-minute offenses 
when they're down by 17 points on average with eight minutes to play. (laughs) And that's when special teams plays a factor, all kinds of crazy plays. But yeah, let's segue real quick. Seahawks taking on the Houston Texans. They get the victory. Final score 33-13. Russell Wilson, two touchdown passes on the day. Oh, Tyler Lockett. Oh, please. Hello, Tyler Lockett. He was doing the damn thing. Five catches, 142 yards, one touchdown. They're running back. Show some love to Rashad Penny. Stiff arming the opposition. 16 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Very, very impressive. It was Russell Wilson's 89th game with two touchdown passes or more. Passing Dan Marino, 88 for second most such games in a player's first 10 seasons in the NFL. Number one, Peyton Manning, 92. Pete Carroll gets his 150th regular season win. Interesting, interesting. I might, if you had to see that Wilson 55 yard touchdown pass to lock it, it was a thing of beauty. But like I had said before, the Seattle Seahawks, where did the run game go? It came back. And I'm sure the Seahawks are hoping and believing that somehow they can salvage the season. But only time will tell. Speaking of time and telling, Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns, Lamar Jackson, lower leg injury turned out to be an ankle injury. Their backup, Tyler Huntley, was under center, but it was the Cleveland Browns who got the 24-22 final score victory. I know on NFL Red Zone, Miles Garrett was eating up the post-game conversation. Whoop-de-doo. We'll see what's going to happen. Will Lamar Jackson return? Well, clearly he didn't return for the game. Will he be back for their next game? Let's see. Next up for the Ravens, Green Bay Packers. Oh, boy. We'll see. I mean, like, there is a chance that uh, if he doesn't show up, well, first of all, Tyler Huntley, with all due respect, and, you know, it is about respect, right? 27 of 38, 270 yards, one touchdown. Just couldn't get his team over the hump to get that victory. But you know what? I never bash NFL players because you know what no matter how bad an NFL QB or backup QB is they're in the NFL for a reason and I respect that but you know what I don't respect I don't respect the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Tennessee Titans final score 20 to 0 the Titans get their first 
home shutout since 2000. We witnessed history this past Sunday, sports fans nationwide. We're in 2021. That's how long it's been. Four interceptions. What can I say about Trevor Lawrence? He's terrible. He's horrible. 24 of 40, 221 yards, four interceptions, no touchdowns. The players hate Urban Meyer. Shout out to my sis, Harpy's Fury. The players hate Urban Meyer. He was caught in a bar restaurant with some young college girl dancing in between his legs. And nothing happens. Instead, media manipulation. He won his first NFL game out of the country. And the media celebrates it. Urban Meyer becomes the first NFL head coach to earn his first win outside of the USA. Whoop-de-doo, I say. Who cares? Urban Meyer, if he was African-American, would have been fired a long time ago. He's got to go. Period. The Jaguars have now lost their fifth straight overall, eight straight loss in Nashville, ninth consecutive loss in AFC South play, and their 15th straight loss in a row on the road. I mean, what more do you need to see? <laughs> like Chris Rock said, if it's all white, it's all right. Speaking of white and right, it seems that ever since Chucky, right? Remember Chucky? <laughs> the coach, former coach of the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, my goodness. You know, the Raiders, again, their bark is worse than their bite. How dare you pre-game stand on the Chiefs logo? Are you kidding me? Before the game? Before the game. Now, we already know that the last time... The Raiders got a victory in Kansas City. The team bus drove around Arrowhead Stadium. But this time they were stomping on the Chiefs logo at mid midfield before the game even started. By the way, final score 48 to 9. 48 to 9. <laughs> the Raiders are a joke. Patrick Mahomes, 20 of 24, 258 yards, two touchdowns. Even Josh Gordon was there. Yes, Josh Gordon. Let me see. Where are you, young man? Yep, Josh Gordon. Two catches, one touchdown. His first touchdown 
of the season. Come on now. The Raiders have fallen apart. But this always seems to be the case with the Raiders. They always, it, either they start good on the season and then they just flame out. Or they start the season horrible and flame out towards the end. <laughs> and they, they've, just, they've just had too much controversy. Too much controversy. And they can't survive the controversy. All the players try to put on a good face and say things like, oh, we're going to, you know, get through it. And we're going to make things better. It's not. Things have only gotten worse. Period. Is there any chance for the Raiders? No. Not at all. And it's sad because, you know, they got the billion dollar stadium. Talking about new culture. But the culture of the Raiders has always been pretty much negative, to be honest. And Gruden and his BS being homophobic, transphobic, misogynistic. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Do I feel bad for the Raiders? I feel bad for the people involved. People who thought that they were going to be a contender, but they're not. So I'm just going to move on. Speaking of moving on, I'm just going to keep this short. New Orleans Saints over the Jets, 30-9 to final score, snapping their five-game losing streak. And you know why they were able to do that? Because the Jets suck. Period. Let me see. Oh, well, Alvin Kamara came back. He was out for four games, 120 yards. And a touchdown. And as for the Jets, what else should I add to this? They're a mess. Injuries all over the place. They were 3 of 14 on third down. Only 256 yards of total offense. I will never understand why people on... There are people walking the earth who were Jet fans. It makes no sense. I'll just leave it at that. Next, uh, Atlanta, Carolina. Suddenly, the Falcons are starting to win games. Final score, 29-21. Cam Newton, pretty much ineffective the entire game. 15 of 23, 178 yards, one touchdown. The Falcons, it seems, can win. On the road, but they can't win at home. In their beautiful billion-dollar Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which my girl Desi Robin23 on Twitter had said, that's a beautiful stadium when she saw the aerial view. But guess what? The Falcons are 0-5 in their billion-dollar home. Cam Newton has lost his third straight start since re-signing with Carolina it doesn't matter. He's getting paid $10 million guaranteed. And let's be real. There are no championship expectations for the Carolina Panthers. Ignore the media manipulation. 
Stop it. Nothing's going on in Carolina. Isn't McCaffrey out again? Yeah, done for the season. Let's call it for what it is. Both the Falcons and the Panthers have nothing going on. Even though the Falcons are one of, what, five teams tied at six and seven and they're in the wild card. Why? They're going to lose. Like, don't even bother. Some teams need not bother. Okay? Speaking of being bothered, clearly, like I had said before, Jared Goff and the Lions got their one win against the Vikings. So they will not be the first winless team in NFL history with the with there being 17 games in a season now, not 16. In honor of Demarius Thomas, the players had number 88 on their decal. Teddy Bridgewater did the damn thing. There was a video tribute for DT. They dominated from start to finish. Teddy, 18 of 25, 179 yards, two touchdowns. Even Melvin Gordon III got into action. 24 carries, 111 yards, two touchdowns on the day. Rest in peace, DT. Oh, boy. Speaking of peace... (laughs) Justin Herbert lit up the New York Giants defense. Final score, 37-21. I'm going to keep it short. Thankfully, there was no Daniel Jones. Instead, they had (laughs) Mike Glennon, who had 191 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. But Justin Herbert was 23 of 31, 275 yards, and three touchdowns. Three beautiful touchdowns. (laughs) He lit them up. Justin Herbert, by the way, has seven games with 300-plus passing yards this season, the most in the NFL. Amazing. That's all I can say. Simply amazing. The Cowboys, excuse me, sorry, (laughs) I'm shuffling my notes here. The Giants used to have a good defense back in yesteryear. Jason Seahorn, anybody? Does anybody remember Jason Seahorn? What has become of the Giants? Oh, by the way, it's the Giants' fifth straight losing season. Or I should say they will finish with a losing season for a fifth straight year. And on social media, they were showing the meme of the boat photo. OBJ Jr., Trey Young, bunch of shirtless guys on top of a yacht celebrating. And it seems that the Giants still have not recovered from that scandal. Of course, I'm just joking. It wasn't really a scandal, but you know. Media's going to do what media's going to do. Media manipulation. We got to hype it up a little something, something. Speaking of 
hyped up are the Cincinnati Bengals falling back to earth. Jimmy G, Garoppolo, 12-yard touchdown pass as the Niners beat the Bengals in overtime final score, 26-23 in overtime. As the Steeler fans to the Bengal fans, I say to you, ha, 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 yeah, you guys are talking all that. BS about how you going to run over the league and all that other stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Sure. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase doing their thing. They had two. They connected for two fourth quarter touchdowns. And again, this was a game that I thought the Niners were going to blow them out. They were up 20 to 6. But yet the game was tied with a minute and 19 seconds left. And Robbie Gold... Missed a 47-yard field goal with four seconds left in in regulation that could have sealed the deal. What's going on? Jimmy G, 27 of 41, 296 yards and two touchdowns. Joe Burrow, 25 for 34, 348 yards and two touchdowns. However, the Niners' defense was relentless. Five sacks on the day of Joe Burrow. That won't get the job done. On a historic note, George Kittle is the first tight end since 1996. Thanks, Shannon Sharp, to have consecutive games with 150-plus receiving yards. Okay. Oh, by the way, I'm just, I'm just going to sidebar real quick because uh, I was looking for it. Just found it. In regards to the Chargers beating the Giants half to death, Justin Herbert became the second youngest quarterback to reach 60 career passing touchdowns behind only Dan Marino. That is crazy. That is crazy. Justin Herbert de- definitely did not play like that. In Oregon for the Ducks. That's crazy. Sad but true. Oregon Ducks are looking to rebuild. Their head coach left and they got another new coach. And it'll be his first time being a head coach. People are asking me, what are you thinking about the Ducks? Uh, Call me when next season starts, okay? I am in college bowl game mode. Do not disturb. Speaking of disturb or disturbing, if you are a Buffalo Bills fan, hashtag Bills Mafia, the crazies that slam each other through tables, maybe you should switch that to pounding or beating your head against the wall because you lost in overtime to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Final score, 33-27 in overtime. And with this win, Tom Brady set all kinds of NFL history. I do not respect Tom Brady because, in my opinion, he is a cheater. Him and Coach Bill Belichick, Spygate, 
deflate gate, and who knows what else we don't know that the media manipulation is choosing to cover at this current time. But being a sports historian, I have to note it in the annals of sports history what Tom Brady has accomplished, whether I like him or not. He now has the most passing completions in NFL history, 7,143. And he is also the NFL's all-time leader in passing yards, passing touchdowns, and completed passes. I mean, like, the longevity is amazing. I have to say that much. I have to acknowledge what he's brought and done for the game of the NFL. And Tom Brady, Tom Terrific, Tampa Bay Brady or Tampa Bay Brady, he's now getting the commercials. My girl Desi Robin 23 on Twitter. She's my girl in real life, but that's her Twitter handle. She noticed that Tom Brady's in a Hertz commercial and there was a Tesla nearby. And I said, yes, that is Tom Brady you see in that commercial because Peyton Manning has retired. So now it is Tom Brady who gets the commercials, the fame, the fortune, the Super Bowl championships, the accolades. Tom Brady is immune, impervious to the Super Bowl letdown. When he goes there and wins, he comes back. The few times he's gone there and lost, he still comes back. He is the epitome of evil never dies. However, for the stat heads out there, I have some more wonderful Tom Brady stats. Give me one second. Here we go. Combining regular season and playoffs, Tom Brady's 700th career touchdown, 58-yard pass to Brashad Perriman in overtime to win versus the Bills. He's the first quarterback to reach that milestone in NFL history. Tom Brady has also led by 20-plus points in a game 129 times in his career, including playoffs, and led by 21 against the Bills. Brady is 128-1 in those games. And guess who the lone loss was to? You guessed it. The Bills. Week 3. 2011. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Buffalo Bills fans, Bills Mafia. What happened? Oh, by the way, what happened? Perman burned your vaunted defense. Brady, lit y'all up. 363 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Brady even ran it on y'all. 
Brady put his legs in motion. Seven carries, 16 yards, one touchdown. On top of Leonard Fournette, 19 carries, 113 yards, one touchdown. Are the Bills in trouble? The answer is yes. I'm going to put the blame on Stephon Diggs. Has he lost the ability to run routes? Seven catches, 74 yards, no touchdowns. 13 targets. And probably three of them he was running the wrong goddamn way. Look at who the Buffalo Bills leading rusher was in this game. Your quarterback, 12 carries, 109 yards, one touchdown. That's probably your weakness. If anyone remembers the Buffalo Bills, Machine Gun Kelly, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, you need a run game. And your quarterback is not the answer. But you know, speaking of answer, let's just segue. Sunday night football, prime time. Bright lights activated, national stage set, and Aaron Rodgers continues to do what he does best and not only just win, but dominate the Chicago Bears. You can follow me on TikTok at Lex Anderson World. I talk to the Chicago Bear fans who think they're about something and once again find themselves in in another loss season. Aaron Rodgers lit you guys up. 341 yards, four touchdowns. 29 of 37, two of those touchdown passes to Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers now has 61 career touchdown passes against the Bears. The most all-time against Chicago. And one more than Brett Favre. (laughs) wiping his name off the record books. And to think, the Packers were down 27-21 at halftime. But when the second half arrived, Aaron Rodgers came alive. And when Aaron Rodgers came alive, the Chicago Bears were as good as dead. The Packers are now 23-5 against the Bears in games Aaron Rodgers has started media manipulation. They tried to make a big deal when Aaron Rodgers yelled, I still own you to the fans in Soldier Field after his fourth quarter touchdown run. And again, a Green Bay Packers 24-14 victory on October 17th. (laughs) Packer fans, don't celebrate too long because Aaron Rodgers will be leaving you after this season. Okay, that's the truth. But they definitely lit it up, though. But the Bears just couldn't get the victory. Justin Fields, 224 yards, two touchdown passes, but also two interceptions and a fumble. Jakeem Grant did score twice for the Bears. He had an electrifying 97-yard punt return, which was exciting. But you know what matters? victories and once again to Chicago Bears Aaron Rodgers right can't get the victory
for shame. And ending it, Monday Night Football, once again, bright lights activated, national stage set. Rams at Arizona. Matthew Stafford, three touchdown passes. The L.A. Rams get the win, 30-23 final score. The L.A. Rams defense came alive. Aaron Donald made sure that there would be no Kyler Murray magic at the end. Three sacks on the night. Matthew Stafford, 287 yards. And again, the aforementioned three touchdowns. Are the Cardinals in trouble at 10-3? and three? Uh, I would dare say so. Kyler Murray's two interceptions led to Rams touchdowns. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham Jr., Matthew Stafford is doing the right thing. He's making sure that not only is OBJ getting the ball, but he's also getting it in the end zone. But let's take a moment, give some props to Cooper Cup. 13 catches, 123 yards, 1-2-3. His eighth hundred-plus yard game. They dominated. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> Do not get it twisted. Sheesh. Odell Beckham, six catches, 77 yards, one touchdown. Let's also make honorable mention of the young man, Van Jefferson. Only two catches, but 58 yards, and one of them was a touchdown. Oh, yeah, that would be that uh, 52-yard bomb that Stafford had aired out. <laughs> What happened to the Cardinals' defense? I thought their defense was supposed to be top-notch. Yeah, that was a sweet pass if you saw it. What's going on? The Cardinals are in danger. I told people again on TikTok, you can follow me, Lex Anderson World. I said, I am not sold on the Arizona Cardinals. And this loss... Shows that they are proving me right. Sad but true. The Cardinals are 7-0 away from home, but 3-3 three three in their house. Mm -mm -mm. Only time will tell. They, there's a, a note that DeAndre Hopkins uh, had limped off the field after the game. We'll see what the future holds. But you know what the future does hold or will hold? Week 15. I look. Oh, and week 15, Thursday night game. Let's just get the party started, right? We will have the Kansas City Chiefs at the LA Chargers. Hoping and praying for a shootout. Let's see how it goes. Until next time, sports fans nationwide, thank you very much for listening and tuning in. This is your host, Lex Anderson, signing out.